Welcome to the Poet Salon, a podcast where we talk to poets over a drink we've prepared especially for them. I am Duji Tahat. I'm Luther Baby Water Bottle Hugh. And I'm Gabrielle Bates. <laughs> Last week, we talked with Oliver De La Paz about minotaurs, mazes, and myths. This mm. week, we asked him to bring in a poem by someone else for us to geek out about. Oliver chose Bad Boats by Tacoma legend Laura Jensen. Better chug some water, because here we go. So this is Bad Boats by Laura Jensen. Bad Boats. They're like women because they sway. They're like men because they swagger. They're like lions because they are king here. They walk on the sea. The drifting logs are good. They are taking their punishment. But the bad boats are ready to be bad, to overturn in water, to demolish the swagger and the sway. They are bad boats because they cannot wind their own rope or guide themselves neatly close to the wharf. In their egomania, they are glad for the burden of the storm. The men are shirking when they go for their coffee and yawn. They are bad boats, and they hate their anchors. Hmm. This is a poem that um, was introduced to me by my MFA teacher, uh, Becky and Fritz Goldberg, and... um, I think she liked it because of its audacity. I like it because it's it's you know I mean it's it's an ars poetic right. I mean it's a lot of fun. Um, I love that last line. They are bad boats and they hate their anchors. <laughs> it's like about possibility, right? You mentioned this was an ars poetica. Can you unpack that for us a little bit? How you read this as how an ars I read poetica? It, yeah. Wait, can you quickly say what ars poetica is for our listeners who don't know what that form is? Sure, it, an ars poetica is more or less a poem about writing poems or poems about poetry, right? And I think what I like about this poem as as our ars, ars poetica is that I feel like it's about permission, right? Or or defiance, right? Mm. Defiance that they are bad boats. They hate their anchors. Mm. Um, they're they're resistant, right? There's a particular type of resistance that I'm really interested in and excited about. Um, and I think it's kind of salty, right? <laughs> I think it's really salty. Yeah. Um, they're bad boats because they cannot wind their own rope or guide themselves neatly close to the wharf. Um, yeah, I just I just think that um, there's kind of a sassiness to this poem that I think is fun, um, and I love that she goes goes ahead and says that there's an egomania. I think that there's there's a there's a pride, right? And there's a there's a pride and a defiance um, in their egomania. They are glad for the burden of the storm. The men are shirking when they go for their coffee and yawn. It's like you know what when they go away when they turn around I have all kinds of agency I can do whatever the hell I want 
Um, so, I mean, I like that sass. I like that, that defiance. Yeah. I love that sass too. I hadn't originally read this as an Ars Poetica, but now my brain's firing all directions. I love thinking about the boats as poems. Um, I mean, we've talked about poems as vessels of sorts and things these forms that we pour experience or feeling into. Uh, and we talked in our last conversation about how that often fails, um, how the, the poem in this mystical way has its own ideas about, about what it wants to do. And there's that conflict between our agency and the poem's agency uh, and how often the magic comes from that tension between the two. Uh, like the poem needs us to write it, uh, but we need it to do its thing too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that last line is very much about that asynchronicity that we talked about in that last poem, right? Where like the, the bad boats, they hate their anchors. Like the poem that exists is asynchronous to the person I am Mm -hmm. right now, but like maybe Mm -hmm. synchronous for someone else. Right. And it may be doing its work Mm -hmm. elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And the point there then becomes, it's interesting too, because like, that becomes in itself kind of an acknowledgement of failure that like that poem is like no longer about or for me. Right. Even though to your point, Gabby, I needed to write the poem. <laughs> yeah. There, and there's something in like the idea of the Ars Poetica as Gabby earlier, this is a sonnet because it's 14 lines, of course. And of course my mind goes, is this a sonnet kind of thing? Um, but something interesting in thinking of it as an Ars Poetica and it being sassy um, about how bad it is as a boat and thinking about like, you know, now I'm thinking like it is a sonnet. It is, and it doesn't care how how you see sonnets. It's gonna be its own little thing. There's no anchor to it. There's no I am's. There's no actual rhythm to mm-hmm. sonnet rhythm. But fuck it, I'm gonna be a sonnet because <laughs> I want to be a sonnet. Like yeah. my bad boat. <laughs> well, I mean, like does it does it have like a volta, like a regular sonnet? I think it does. Yeah, right? yeah. There's, like I mean, there's that, movements and everything. Into right. It. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that there's like a moment where it's like that that self-reflexive in their egomania yeah. they're glad right it's like yeah, it feels like a turn it's mm-hmm. a turn right it, it's a real turn um and i love you know i love how it's sort of equal opportunity they are like women because they sway they are like men because they swagger they are like lions because they are king here so i mean you know i think that the 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 bad boats are everything that they're basically representing representing all of the things they're containing all of it Right. Yeah, and it's funny. It is sort of like that third line, and then even the egomania line. There's something like sort of beyond using personification to move beyond yeah. the person, right? Like, like to level set at their like women and their like men, and then to say something they're like beyond that, and then you know the egomania is beyond. Uh, they are glad for the burden of the storms while the men are shirking, right? So like, the boat's egomania is beyond like what a human is capable of um it's that's almost like like they can't be like the boats can't be named like they're women okay and they're men other animals well actually they're like something else because i don't right. know what to call them because they're so fucking bad and so they're <laughs> right. just like out <laughs> here being what they want to be because right. nobody can actually put a name to what I they're doing do whatever i yeah. want whatever right? i mean I, I can i can wear whatever clothes that i want mm-hmm. there's a particular type of again it's like there's this defiance right you know there's so many possibilities i can do all of these things i can be all these things and when these guys go out for their coffee and yawn and do whatever the hell they want, you know, we're going to we're going to rebel. Right. We're going to be glad for the burden of the storm. Yeah. I love how this poem plays with those sorts of binaries, um, 
particularly men and women, good and bad. It's like these words that we know are overly simplistic and the poem is engaging with that and rebelling against them, like you said, um, and getting so messy in and among those oversimplified categories. I've heard so many poets lately talk about wanting to invite more mess into their poems, and I'm so interested in what that means for different people. But this feels like a poem about embracing the mess of poetry, uh, that uncontrollable force um, that might not fit perfectly into a sonnet. Um, And I, I really love that. I might start pointing this to people when they start talking about wanting to invite more mess into their poems. Yeah, because the bad boats are ready to be bad. They are. In contrast with the logs, which are good, and goodness means taking your punishment. Mm -hmm. So to be good is to take punishment. To be bad is to not take your punishment. I love that definition. Or it's like, it's to not take punishment. It's funny because it's not taking punishment, but it is to overturn in water, right? To demolish the swagger in this way. So there's something like, there is resistance, but it is also like a succumbing at the same time, right? So I, it's super, yeah, it's like super complicating. Right, and there's and it's the echo of the swagger and the sway from the first two lines, right? Which, which are these, these gender identities, right? They are like women because they sway. They are like men because they swagger. But you know what? They're going to overturn in water, and they're going to demolish the swagger in this way. It's not going to conform to that yeah. because they are bad boats, right? Some bad boats. Bad boats. Do you, um, <laughs> I mean, Laura Jensen is a local from Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you know Laura at all? Did And did the poem, if the poem came before meeting her, like, was that an experience? I've never note? met Laura Jensen. Mm-hmm. I have stood afar <laughs> and admired her from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a backpack on. I remember that. <laughs> but that was about it. Um, and then everybody sort of whispered, that's Laura Jensen. But no, I've never met her in person. Yeah. I had a very similar thing. I was working at a, a couple of events at Open Books, a poem emporium, our favorite mm. local poetry bookstore. Oh, and plug. She, yeah, <laughs> I got to do it. Um, and she came and attended a reading and there was a similar sort of reverence mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A, around her with everyone sort of like, Laura Jensen's here. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Laura Jensen's here. Yeah. Um, so she definitely inspires that sort of response. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I've like recently been thinking there are like some pretty famous like poets that come out of Tacoma in particular, right? I'm thinking like Gertrude Schnackenberg. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, Rick obviously runs the <laughs> um, Rainier Writers Workshop. Rick Barrett. Rick Barrett. Season um, one. Who we interviewed before. Uh, and I'm just like, it's just, it's just so fascinating. And that's new to me to think of like Tacoma as this place that like yeah. has produced. Um, There's like a whole Tess Gallagher thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, um, of course, Carver. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think that there's a really, I mean, there's a lot of amazing writers here in the Northwest, um, you know, and uh, you guys are among them. Aww. Um, Blushing. <laughs> <laughs> We're making our own legacy now, right? Yeah. yeah. It's important to call out those names. I'm glad you did that. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Wait, I have more to say. You have more to say? I also have more to say. Surprise. Oh, <laughs> always Hold me. on. Well, it's not really more of a thing to say. It's more like a reach. So, Perfect. Something about this poem, and I will give you examples, I suppose, <laughs> too, <laughs> um, is almost kind of like 
Jesus esque. Um, okay. And the way the the boats are kind of described and kind of moving in the poem, right? So like Jesus is Jesus slash God. Let's go with that. Um, and how like God is of all these people, right? You're like women, women are God, men are God, women are God, animals are of God. And then like there's a line here that said the boats walk on the sea, and like that mm, okay. just immediately and thinking about how kind of in the Bible defies kind of these um, anchors of human humanness and humanity. Right. And so to me, it's almost saying like the boats are almost godly, right? They're almost divine in these ways because they are bad and because they kind of defy the everyday nature of what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, it comes to me as like a, a Jesus ish kind of portrayal. Yeah. Well, I mean like the, the ability to create, um, am I am I on? Oh, the ability to create, right? The the creative process is godlike, it's right? Godlike, yeah. right. Um, and I think you know, I mean, I think that 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 enforces our idea that this is in a lot of ways an ars poetica, right? That mm-hmm. we're we're talking about the miracle of creation, right? And and some of that miraculous creation comes out of some type of rebellion, yeah. right? That that in order to create something, there has to be some level of friction, right? And that, that, that sort of generates a heat. Uh, it generates a particular type of potential. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, like, when I hear you say that, Luther, I think, like, immediately of the way it, like, resists dogma, right? Like, at the end, if, like, the dogma is sort of the anchor and, like, what is it actually saying about, like, faith and I- ideology in that way, right? Like, the demolishing of the swagger in this way is this, like, you know, true faith is sort of like non-dogmatic, you know? Right, right, kind of right. Mm-hmm. The law's taking this punishment. is like, right. you know, like, you have no way but to, to take this punishment from right. a divine creature because, like, right. that's what faith is. Right. It's like taking what's given to you. And so, like, yeah, in that way it becomes a, becomes godly. These are some hot, spicy takes. I don't know how I feel about them. But <laughs> well, the alternative. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying hearing you talk uh, about it. The alternative take is that it's an <laughs> S&M poem. Oh, we can do. We, can we go cannot there. end there. Can we? we cannot yeah, end there. I no. think we must. Yeah. <laughs> um, continue. Yeah. Please. Well, I mean, like it's messing with gender and whether you're. We've got ropes. I mean, there's all of it. Yeah, but taking the punishment. We've got punishment. Oh yeah. Giving and doling it out. The swagger and the sway. There's a particular type of humiliation that's happening. Mm. Mm. Yes. I'm into this. And even just the repetition <laughs> of the word bad in it. Like it starts bad. to, it's, it takes on yeah, this so um, so kind of sexy a, tone. There's a little bit of Dom stuff going on, right? Yes. But I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, I think that there's also, there's pleasure too, right? Yes. And I think that that's also, that has to be stated that, I mean, there's a lot of fun being had here yeah. um, mm. in the role playing in, in that kind of, um, you know, seduction, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they're glad for the burden of the storm, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that to me is like the most dumb moment, right? Like you, are, <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are taking this punishment and you are enjoying right. it. Right. I'm sorry, Laura Jensen, that we... we oh. <laughs> sorry, Laura. <laughs> or you're welcome. Laura appreciated it, you know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where you finally read this poem the way you meant it to be read, so yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> and now it's going to go out into the internet and everybody else is going to see it. took us this long yes. to finally get there. <laughs> <laughs> we got it there, though. Thank you for bringing yeah. that into sorry. the conversation. So appreciate it. Yeah. So appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you.
episode of the Poet Salon was brought to you by Oliver De La Paz, my booze cabinet, and of course, the Flavor Blue, who wrote our incredible theme music. Thank you, loyal listeners, for not disowning us when we admitted we didn't really know what prosody was. Prosody? Who? Prosody. I don't know her. I don't know her. Did she, like, do something? Um... We love you, listeners, and if you love us back, please rate us five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. If you haven't already, something's wrong with you. Truly. Hit it. You heard it here first. Five stars. Uh, lastly, follow us on Twitter at Poet Salon Pod and send along your questions, your saddest anecdotes, and your least favorite poem of all time to thepoetsalonpod at gmail.com. Gonna show you who's man's, cause my crew mob steady. Fed 